So, speaking of female wrestlers who aren't total shitbags, Kylie Ray has signed to Impact. Now, Kylie Ray made big waves earlier this year when she basically told uh, AEW, deuces, I'm out. I don't like, we still don't know what happened, but she asked for her release. She was granted it. And now she returned, I believe it was a month ago, after a hiatus to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And now she is signed to to Impact, which I think it's great because early, we're going to be on 100% here. The Knockouts division in TNA has always been 10 steps ahead of the women division in WWE. They were doing shit 10 years ago that WWE is just now doing now. Like, oh, let's put our women in a cage match. TNA or Impact already did that. Like, you know, they are like, they were doing shit way like, oh, let's have no the last st- woman standing match. TNA did that first, and in my opinion, I think they did it better. But their, their women's division is kind of going through a renaissance right now, and I think Kylie would be a perfect addition to that. Because think about who they have. TNA currently have, TNA Impact, whatever. Think who they currently have in their women's division. They have Rosemary. They have Taya Valkyrie. They have Tessa Blanchard who's crossing over to intergender, which fucking Impact was doing intergender matches when WWE was like, hey, let's do a bra and panties match. No, bitches over here in Impact are kicking the shit out of the dudes and vice versa. Like, they were just wrestling to wrestle. And um, so we have Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, we have uh, Tessa Blanchard, we have Madison Rain. She's, no, uh, oh. Uh, uh, shit. The Hogan girl. I can't think of her name right Kira now. Kara Hogan. Kara Hogan. Thank you. They have like, I can't remember her name Jessica for some fucking Havoc. reason. Fucking Havoc. Suyo. Um. Uh, I mean, they pretty much have like all the all the big indie names, like women wise. To me, are Tenille, currently Tenille in. Da- Tenille Dashwood. Yeah. But their their impact, their knockouts division has always been great. Like I still think of fucking like ODB, the beautiful people, Roxy Laveau, um, like the beautiful people. I fucking hated them. I love to hate the beautiful people when they were heels. And then like fucking Roxy comes out there, you know. I I'm I'm so happy that she's finally happy and she's out of AEW. But I want to know what happened. And I'm not going to do any speculation until she finally opens up and talks about it. Because we deserve to give her that She much. may never. Yeah, she, she may never talk about it. We're That's just happy much. that she's doing her thing and working again. More power to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of just want to, I want to know, but at the same time, it's like, all right, let's let's do some speculation here. Kylie <laughs> Ray, I'm out of line. So I'm officially white girl wasted. This podcast does not get more because of this. I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Well, it's but, gonna get interesting really soon. I'm fucking like I'm seriously out of line. I'm like really pissed right now. Um, I'm so suburban mom anymore. Anyway, so Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray goes to AEW. And she's supposed, rumor was, she was supposed to be the face of the company. Two months in, 
like I want to say two months in because I only saw her like once or twice on their pay-per-view shows. She asked for her release, which is then granted to her, which is really weird for a company that's still building itself. She asked for her release. It gets granted. She does a vanishing act for a while. Then she resurfaces because, you know, she's fine, you know, because we were really concerned about her well-being and everything. And, um, and, you know, now she's an impact. I'm still going by the conspiracy theory that they told her one thing, but they're doing something else. That's what I think. Like, they kind of whispered to her, like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll be the face of the women's division. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. And then when she gets there, they kind of tell her, like, well, yeah. we know we told you this, but we're actually going to push Cody's wife to be the face of the women's division. What and women's division? Exactly. You got four people there. And you got um, Karma. Well, Awesome Kong is doing all the promos with you, which, um... Somebody sent a picture to the group chat. I just want to know what the hell was that picture for? There was a picture of Brandy Rhodes. She okay, that, like so she, I know the background. So they were they were at Comic Con this weekend, and that's um, what they all wore. So they were at New York New York Comic Con. So they did like they had a panel there, and they also did AOL build. Which I love AOL Build. That's such a great series. Um, and they also were on there. My okay. thing is they need stylists because it's not they don't I don't like when they all go somewhere and they're not cohesive. Yes, everyone's gonna have their own styles and everyone's gonna look different, but at least look cohesive. Like everybody all looks like they were all going to different places. Yeah, Jericho looked like he was getting ready to go wrestle in a match. And um I like Mom. the way Kong dressed. I thought Kong looked beautiful. Brandy Rose looked like she was getting ready to go to church. Um, the young bucks look like how they always look, cut off t-shirts and jeans. I I was just looking. I was like, where the hell were y'all at? Like, what what was this? I did not understand what I was looking at. And to be honest, it just... Bad. Like, Mox is the only one that looks... Mox and Kong, and like, just shout out to uh, Kong and Tamina because when Tamina showed up at Hell in a Cell, she looked fucking amazing. Like, her, her and Kong looked just absolutely like, just, like Tamina. If you're, if you ever listen to this, I doubt you will though. But if you ever listen to this, I need to know that. <laughs> highlighter you were using what is that highlighter you were using i need to know probably something with fenty to me is naturally pretty though she don't need a lot but when she do when they do go full glam on her she's a stunning woman and that that took me back with uh with kong too because you always see her like you know this woman who's going to destroy you whether you're a man or a woman and she just comes out looking beautiful and for me, it's like they're both moms, and you know they're they're in their like Tamina's 41, and I know Kong's probably in her late 30s. Um, mm-hmm. so that's Tamina's something. Got two daughters. That's something I can look up to. Like I know that sounds weird, but it's just like 
this woman who has two daughters, she's in her forties and she's still holding it down and she looks amazing. Like that is goals for me personally. Like, you know, nothing wrong with that. And Kong and Kong's the mom too. And she just, just damn, you know, like those, those are like, I know that sounds stupid, but I'm like, I'm looking up to you two on how to do this shit. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. But what do you guys think of Kylie Ray signing the impact? Do you think that'll be a great move for her? Do you think that this will get her more exposure that she definitely needs? Because she's she's a great wrestler. If you can get past her her uh her smiling gimmick. Yeah, like she she she's kinda like to me is what Bailey is trying to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in Bailey's defense, most fans don't want it. So, at first when Bailey came up, she was fine. A lot of people liked her gimmick the way that she was. But after a while, they just got tired of it. Similar to the way they treat John Cena, they've given Bailey that same treatment. But, in regards to Kylie Ray, I don't have any issues with that. I'm glad that she can perform somewhere where she feels like she can be, you know, her true authentic self, if that was the issue. Um, If it was that she was supposed to be the face of the company, I'm starting to lean towards it wasn't that. I just think that she just wasn't happy there Um, because she's an impact and she's not the face of impact. So you would, it's like, like you can trade one spot for another and, I think for Kylie, it was just, it wasn't enough women there. There wasn't enough competition there. She'd be going yeah, up against I who? Think she was just Britt kind Baker. Of like... I'm leaving. There's nothing here for me. Like, well, she would only go up against Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, um, Awesome Kong, Rio, and the other Joshi girl. That's five people, not including Brandy Rose. So, I'll include the librarian in Brandy Rose. Do we and have to Go ahead. No, do we have to include Brandy Rhodes? She's a wrestler. You have to include her. I mean, she's a shitty wrestler. But do we really yeah, have well, to include her? There are a lot of shitty wrestlers, but you include them, so you include her too. I mean, I'm just and- saying, I think for her, it just wasn't enough to the women's division, and they keep lying. They keep saying we're going to, our, our, like, we're, we're women forward. We're, we're, where woke is basically their excuse, and I don't see it. I see them doing the same shit their their forefathers did. They pushing a lot of male matches. They having all these pop up people come in, and for them to be talking about we want to be the indies of the mainstream, you sure aren't doing that by bringing in a lot of WWE superstars. I would hope that. Yeah. It was- I would hope that it was just a situation of Kylie felt like there wasn't enough women there for her to truly compete. The division isn't being built, so she left. And she went somewhere where the division was a little bit more stacked, there's more competition, there's a bigger challenge, and she's going to get that in in impact. So, I mean, I want to say that that's the issue. I don't want to believe that they promised her the division as the leader of the division, and then all of a sudden they pulled the rug from underneath her. I don't want to believe that that's true. I want to believe that AEW has some semblance of integrity. 
But at the same time, it wouldn't make sense if she if they did tell her that and she left. Because if that's the case, then why go to Impact when you're not going to be the face of Impact either? Tessa Blanchard is the face of Impact. So you're still going to be playing second fiddle to somebody. But which I don't know. Which which really makes me wonder if Tessa Blanchard is I mean, I, me and Nicole can agree on this. Tessa Blanchard is probably the best wrestler out there right now. Man or woman. She is. She's the best wrestler in the world right now. She's going up against women. She's going up against dudes. And, like, every match she's in, like, it's never a boring match. It's never like, oh, I'm going to go play on my phone until this is over. No, it's, like, all eyes on her at all time. And I just kind of wonder why they weren't able to get these bigger – I mean, I know they have uh, Christopher Daniel and uh, Kazarian, which – I'm happy with that because those were old TNA days when I would watch them. But they got like they 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 didn't get Tessa, they didn't get Sammy Callahan, they didn't get who's another big indie guy that they're not signed to. Uh, Joey Ryan <laughs> showed up for a hot second, but he's not officially on the roster. And it kind of makes me wonder like what is going on? Wouldn't you want Tessa like people like Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan who are like two of the biggest indie people right now on your roster? Or are you maybe just they're sick? loyal to Impact. I mean, I know Tessa Blanchard wrestles for Wild Wrestling and she's the champion there, if I recall. I haven't watched the last couple of episodes, but I believe she's still champion. And um I mean, maybe they're just loyal to the brand and they, they want to make sure that the brand stays afloat. I don't know. Because um, Allie, for the longest time, was, was TNA faithful. And then she basically, she literally got fucking killed off. And then she shows up in AEW for like two matches. And that's all I've seen of her. Yeah. She was, well, speaking of AEW, and we can go into that. Um, AEW had its um, AEW Dark, which was so basically it's a show hosted by Tony Siobhan and it's going to have all of their dark matches of the week on there. And I enjoyed it way more than Dynamite actually because all of the people I rather have seen on TV pretty much were on there. Well, that's where they're going to be it seems like. On all the dark matches. Yeah, but it was really cool. Like, I, I loved it. And I was like, this is... And it was like, okay, now this is the alternative. Like, this is cool. Like, I really, really like this. And then it's like... Like, I liked Dynamite, but then it's like... It was like eight... It was like WWE Light. Like, do what you're doing. Do what you're doing on AEW Dark. Like, that's different. Where does AEW Dark come on at? Because I didn't even know that YouTube. was a thing. On their YouTube. On uh, their YouTube today was, tonight was the first. Today was the first night it was. It comes on their YouTube channel at seven. Um, seven uh, on Tuesdays. Of course it comes on their YouTube channel. Because why would you not want to put the good shit on TV? Because well, they probably don't I'm have that T- ad bought for it. Yeah, TNT is very weird, so they probably don't. Yeah. Have, it's hard to buy space for stuff like that. It was on USA or something, or like like a Fox Sports. Like it's easy to get rid of. Like it's easy to give them that time, but I'll watch it. But I'm kind of reading some of the card for 
AEW Dynamite tomorrow, and I've only seen four matches, and I don't know. For those four matches, we have John Moxley versus Sean Spears, Private Party versus the Young Bucks for an AEW World Tag Team Tournaments match, oh. AEW World Chris Jericho and Sammy Guerrero, Guevara, excuse me, versus Adam Page and Dustin Rhodes. And, oh, they're actually going to have the hardcore guys out. Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc with the winner challenging Chris Jericho the following week. That, what? That's, yeah, it's going to be Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, and the winner gets to face fucking Jericho. And we all, it's going to, whoever wins, whether it's, you know, my little goth boy or my vampire husband, whoever's going to win, <laughs> they're not that title from Jericho. Like, that's going to be a burner match. Everybody fucking that knows it. so odd. Why wouldn't you continue the storyline you set up last week? Because it's AEW, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, um, if you... They I, do, I'm and sorry. they don't to a certain extent. They do, and they don't. It doesn't also, make they, sense I'm to not... give somebody else the title shot. Like, I could understand it if... I could understand it if there was nothing set in stone at full gear for Chris Jericho and Cody. Like, I totally could get that. But because they already have it set in stone, and then they started the ball rolling last week with the attack and this whole faction shit they got possibly going, it it seems out of nowhere that they would do that. But like, why if, why would it be Darby and I'm not taking and anytime I question wrestlers, you guys know I'm not taking anything away from their athletic ability. But why on anybody would you take two out of the three hardcore guys, which I well, if you want to get technically two out of the four because it's Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, John Moxley, and Joey Janela, who are like the hardcore guys. I'm just putting Mox in there because of his of his past. But you're going to put the two hardcore guys in a normal sanctioned match, and then the winner is going to take on the champ, even though we know, and I hate to say it, they're not going to put the belt on, they're definitely not going to put the belt on Jim, on uh, Darby Allen, and they won't put it on Jimmy Havoc. I because... wouldn't want it on Darby Allen anyways, to be completely honest. I know I know he freaks you out. Like, he weirds no, you out a little bit. Like... <laughs> I just I just don't like him. You just don't like him. <laughs> well, that's like okay. Well, Darby Allen's like young, I can so see I can see Jimmy Havoc. I can see Jimmy Havoc as a champion. I could see like Orange Cassie as a champion, which is but I just can't. I just ugh ugh. I don't like Darby Allen either. There's something about him that isn't right. And I'm not talking about his persona. It's something off. Like, See, that's he, what it is with me. That's what it is. Like, something is weird. It's, it's off. Like, There's something that isn't right. And it's not, it's not him. I get he's supposed to be mysterious and brooding, but that's not it. Like, there's something wrong. <laughs> like, there's something wrong. And I can't figure it out. But I will I, try. <laughs> I'm going to give Darby Allen the benefit of a doubt because I think he's, what, only, like, 21 years old? So, like, he's he's still a baby, like, in my eyes. And he, he's got a long way. If he if he wants to stick with the hardcore thing, more more power to you, kid. 
just be careful. But like, yeah. I don't know, maybe he just he needs to grow up a little bit. Um hang on a second. <laughs> I don't know if it's that he needs to grow up. I I just don't like him and I can't figure out exactly what it is. But there's like something that isn't right. He looks like those little mall rats that hang out at the mall on like Friday, Saturday nights with their friends with like raccoon tails hanging off their pants or whatever. Cause oh, Jesus. That was for a while. But like, I don't know. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's he's still young and he's probably still trying to work out his personality and like how he wants to be in wrestling. And with I don't Jimmy. Know. I mean, I, no, I'll let you go ahead. And with Jimmy Havoc, I mean, I've seen him do, like, non-hardcore stuff, and he's a great wrestler. But we all know AEW is going to keep this championship on Jericho because unless you watch different independent wrestling companies, you're not going to know who Jimmy Havoc is. You're not going to know who Frankie Kazarian is. You're not going to know who Christopher Daniels is. You're not going to know half these indie guys unless you were watching Impact back in 2000 what eight and they were on every week and that's and you're not you're not gonna know who the hell these guys are so they're like we're gonna keep like no matter what happens like jericho's gonna retain the title and at least for a minute these fans with aew who are so hung up on aew who who i can't believe i'm gonna say this who are basically going underneath cody rhodes's desk and giving him the blowjob of a lifetime they don't want to admit there's cracks in this new shiny toy already. They've already burnt bridges with New Japan, which in my case, you know, if you've if you've been if you've already burnt bridges with New Japan Pro Wrestling, there you did something wrong. They've burnt bridges with Impact. They've burnt bridges with Ring of Honor. They they are slowly being unable to build relationships with independent wrestling. Um, businesses i'm gonna call them businesses because that's what it is promotions businesses whatever and you would think they would want to they, they would want to build up the indie scene because i would be like oh i seen i've never seen these guys before hey this is cool you look them up oh they're currently on ring of honor or you know triple a or whatever they're on but because because it's new and i i mean we've read aew to filth we have read raw to filth and if there was any other major pay-per-views we watch i'm pretty sure we would read them all to filth too let's just be completely 100 here okay Um, it's just something shiny and they don't want to admit that you know aew is not the end all to be all and i'm i'm just really sick of it because they're like oh it's the wednesday night wars bitch there's no wednesday night war if you don't like wwe there's NXT, and if you don't like NXT because it's established with WWE, here's AEW. Don't start causing wars. Just be happy there's another brand out there, another another independent brand that got the big-time TV deal on TNT, and just be happy. Just be happy there's more wrestling on TV that we can watch because not everybody has access to different wrestling brands. So just Eat happy. There's something that's not WWE that's on mainstream TV. Sit down, shut the fuck up, and eat your goddamn food, and I'm done. <clears throat> that's 
honestly how I fucking feel about it, dude. I'm so over these AEW fanboys, like, ah, oh, WWE's the devil, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, if it's the devil, then why the fuck are you still watching it? How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Cow, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. Don't you have anything better to do with your life, my G? Like, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have someone who will at least lick your ass and suck your dick three nights a week? Like, come on. (laughs) You have something to do. (laughs) Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> no, nobody that will lick your ass every week, but <laughs> well, you, know, you gotta give your you gotta give your body a rest like two days after you have Chipotle before that happens. Come on, <laughs> no, dude, like all these. All these fanboys coming online, dude, it's just like the internet is the worst thing that's ever happened to human society, okay? Like, it has its good points, because I wouldn't have met you guys if it wasn't for it, to be honest. And, like, I don't know, it's just like every asshole who's a wrestling fan is like, oh, they should have done Hell in a Cell this way. Hell in a Cell is horrible. Hell in a Cell wasn't that bad of a show. If we're really ranking worst WWE shows this year, Stomping Ground was probably the worst. Oh, man, yes. no. Um, yes. No, Extreme Rules. I don't remember. No, Extreme Rules I'm, for me. That was Extreme Rules was worse than Stomping Ground? Really? Extreme Rules They're is both bad. Extreme uh, Stomping Ground ain't that much better. They're, like, teetering. Yes. They were so bad. So bad. Oh, my gosh. They were bad. Thank you. Just, it was just like, what is this? It was horrible. It was just like, what am I watching? I can't watch Extreme Rules because they're like, oh, Extreme Rules, and then I watch, and there's nothing. They need to cancel Extreme Rules. I that should not be a pay per view anymore. Well, nah. damn. But to me, because it's never because they don't do anything extreme. They don't. So why? So why call it? There's no reason for it to be called Extreme Rules because you're not going to do anything that pertains to the name of the pay-per-view. So just get rid of it. Just bring back one night. I can't stand. agree with that. Just bring back one night stand one year. Just trot the ECW guys out and make the crowd happy, and then you know restart next year. But Stomping Grounds was fucking horrible. I couldn't even tell you what happened on that pay-per-view. I was just like, this is. This is a joke, right? Like, because it's always hard. I being... think extreme rules should exist, but they should abide by the extreme rules moniker. Every match needs to have an extreme rules connotation, not some bullshit, no DQ type of match, because that doesn't fucking count. Like, I want to see street fights and no hose bars, and I want to see steel cage matches and 
You could do kendo sticks on a pole if that's what you want to do, but uh, every not, match that's you terrible. have. I mean, I don't care. It's an extreme. It's an extreme rules. It still is within the rules. Like if you want to do like JVO, you do those cowboy cowbell matches or whatever, and those, um, those whip. He had the whip that year. Remember, he was gonna whip um John Cena. John no. Cena managed to get off the ropes, and he he ended up winning and um using that. I think he used um a chain. Use some type of chain link. I think it was ne- old school necklace or something like that to choke oh. JBL out with it. Damn. Like, huh? well, bring yeah. that. It's on the it's on the WWE Network. It's a, I think it's your one night stand thing. It's Extreme Rules. It was the same night that Shawn Michaels and Batista had a match because the Shawn Michaels had retired Ric Flair, and Batista was upset about it. So he decided they had an ambulance. They had a stretcher match. That's what I mean by extreme rules. Like, they have stretcher matches. Like, go back to the old school. Like, do some buried alive matches and ambulance matches. And when was the last time they had an ambulance match? It was Braun Strowman and, and Roman Reigns in the ambulance match? Yeah, something like that. And that was a weak yeah. ass ambulance match, too. And you know what? It's like your main extreme rules to be like, okay, I understand you don't want your A-listers to get hurt. Well, you know what? Make it like, hey, do you guys want to be in extreme rules because we have these guys back here who said they wouldn't mind being in it. Because I was just be like, if I wasn't getting on TV every week and I'd be like, fuck, they don't, they need people for extreme rules. Fuck yeah, sign me the hell up, you know, like. I'm not on TV every week, so I'm not going to miss – I'm not going to – if I'm out for a couple of Mondays, who's going to miss me? But I'm going to put on the best damn show I can in Extreme Rules so people will be remembering me and being like, hey, how come she's not on TV? Hey, how come they're not on TV? You know, like if you don't want your A-stars getting hurt, then this should be like – I don't want to say B, the B-listers, but this should be other people's time to shine. If Alexa Bliss doesn't want to get into a fucking hardcore match – then you know, give me Sarah. I'd rather put, I'd rather go against Sarah in a hardcore match than Alexa Bliss, because at least with Sarah, it would be a little bit more believable. True. Like this bitch can go hardcore. Like you, you look at her and you look at Alexa and you're like, which one would actually be in a hardcore match? Who, who would actually sell my bumps? That's what I'm gonna say. I just, I don't know, man. All these, it's these fanboys that are just, it's these fanboys who think they're so entitled and that WWE should listen to them. And it's just like, no, they don't have to listen to you. They've been around for, how long has the WWE been around for? I can't remember. Over 20 years? Over 30? Over 30. Yeah, because I was born in 85, and that's when that's when Terry hit his stride, I think. Yeah. So, damn well over 30 years. It's over, it's over 30 years. And yeah, not, it's like they yeah. listen to the fans, and they give, you, give them what they want, and then they complain. Like, everybody was complaining how WWE doesn't listen to them. Becky, Kofi, and Seth all won at, won at Mania. Yeah. I was started complaining about Kofi. 
well, he's not WWE Championship. Now people are starting to complain about Brock being champion. People hate Seth now. You wanted him to win at Mania, and someone retweeted, like, a poll, and they said, and it was, like, a poll for the main event for, um, what's it called? For Hell in a Cell. And it said, how would you rather, or it was, like, either what do you think the cell, the match, or how would you think the match will end? And it was either yet, like, a pinfall, a submission, or a DQ. The highest voted thing was a DQ. So you knew it was going to happen, and yet you still bitching about it? No, I'm saying that the fan, they probably did that because of the... Because of what they picked. So that's Mm why I'm saying, like, is I'm just over... No, I'm just sick of talking about stupid fans. No, they want women wrestling to go back 20 years. They want the bra and panty matches. They want the bathroom breaks. They don't want they don't want women being seen as capable athletes. They just want them to be models and to have tetherball tits and to come out there and be stripped down. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, you guys got a hard on from this when we were kids. Y'all motherfuckers realize you could have gone to victoriasecret.com and seen the same shit, right? Like, if you just want to see a woman in her bra and panties, there you go. There's like, and it's free. You don't have to pay for pay-per-views to see an evening gown match for Sable and her silicone twins to be exposed on national TV, okay? Like, it's it's like these people who are like, I really want to see Alexa Bliss in, in a thong. Like, bitch, no. Like, I don't want to, no, you, no, 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 no. We are not going back 20 years just because you guys are upset. All these little fanboys sitting in their mom's basement. I hope y'all are fucking listening to this because this is for you. We are not going to go back to the Attitude Era. As much as you you guys want to complain, like, want to celebrate because Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw. Let me tell you this. I've lived through the era of Paul Heyman. He fucked a bunch of people over, and he doesn't know that it's past 1999. So when y'all start bitching about Raw and how it's too much like the Attitude Era, I don't want to fucking hear it. Because this is what you motherfuckers wanted. You wanted the Attitude Era back so bad, here you go. It's starting. And once you, and I'm going to give it at least three months before people start complaining, well, why are we seeing this? Why are we seeing this? Why are we seeing because you're a dumb motherfucker and you don't know what you want. <laughs> oh, God. Like, Let's move on before Alexis explodes. <laughs> no, I'm already exploding. I had to live through that Attitude Era shit. And, yeah, a lot of great stuff did happen through it. I'm not going to lie. DX, Stone Cold, The Rock, Vince, you know, Mr. McMahon coming out of the character. A lot of great shit happened in the, in the, in, in the Attitude Era. But there was also a lot of bullshit that went down. The stupid bra and panty matches, the, the paddle on a pole match. You know, fucking Tori Wilson, who I still don't understand is in the Hall of Fame before China by herself. And Stacey Keebler having a cat, a, a, what was it? A Playboy Bunny pillow fight at WrestleMania. Like, that, oh, that was trash and a half. I don't know. No, that's trash you burn, dude. Like, mm Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm angry. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> fine. Wait, did Is you say I'm... anything else we need to cover? Wait, did you say um, I'm fine or I'm high? Because either way, I, I wish, I wish. No, I said you're fine. <laughs> you oh, said okay. you're fine. 
Uh, okay. Um, we just <laughs> go over hog wrestling really quick, and I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What happened with hog wrestling? So, um, earlier today, um, Master P was approached by TMZ, TMZ Sports, and he has officially purchased House of Glory Wrestling. Hmm. House of Glory <laughs> Wrestling is an indie company and based in Brooklyn, New York, which they do pretty good. They have um, quite a few. Um, Melina is very frequent with them. Um, the Lucha Brothers are currently the tag champs. Like they have, they have a pretty good group of people who who frequent that promotion. It's a pretty decent promotion. Mm-hmm. So okay. didn't, didn't Master P try to buy WCW back in the day? Correct. When W obviously when WCW was tanking. He was one. Um, he was one of the people who were was interested interested in buying it, but obviously Vince swooped in and paid for. Uh, Vince swooped in and bought. That was a that was an awful. Um, I don't even know what that was. I was like a burp in the on. That was terrible. Um, but yes, he did try to he did try to purchase at the time. That's why people that's why people are like, this is so random. I was like, well, he's like he's a wrestling fan. Like a lot of rap artists and a lot of like hip hop artists are wrestling fans. So I don't think can't and be, like he I mean it can't be no and more he random always, than Tony Khan buying it, so that's like yeah, Billy and like he's tank, and he's technically a wrestling fan too, like and yeah, they have like the Jaguars and stuff, but I'm happy for them. Um, it, it is official. House of Glory itself has like talked about. Um, they have like, um, like, um, like regrammed about him buying it and stuff on Instagram and on their Twitter and stuff. And funny enough, their next um like show like like pay per view. It's called No Limits. Uh, gotta be kidding me no and this was before this was announced so obviously this is in the works for a minute so I just thought that was funny actually Kurt Angle is supposed to be there too really yeah so that's why I said I was like they get like it's a pretty good um it's one of the bigger name promotions in New York because New York and that area that New York and Connecticut Connecticut area is a huge wrestling um, hub. There's, so like them, um, Battle Club Pro is a pretty big, um, pretty um, big name uh, within New York area. So is um, Uncharted. Um, also hardcore. Yeah, um, Uncanny. Like those are like some of the main staples of indie promotions in the New York area. So I'm happy for them. Um, hopefully, if everything looks um, kosher, I will be sending my resume over to emailing somebody over there. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Master P for his purchase. Um, I'm assuming 
his his son has pretty good acting chops, so hopefully, so he'll probably have him as like a GM or something on there. So I feel like that'd be little beneficial. Bad. No, no, Romeo. this little Romeo. Oh. Little piece of shit. A little Romeo's a lot more, and it's just Romeo now. He's a lot more like likable than Bow Wow is. Bow Wow's a piece of shit. Romeo's a good dude. Right. Yeah. Sad moth is a, a dangle a dingleberry is the best way to explain it. Well goddamn. Yeah, Romeo's a pretty good cool dude. And I feel like that'd be like a good way to use his acting chops. I was like, oh he should make him like a GM or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. See how that would work out. What is it with all these celebrities always wanting to buy wrestling, man? Because there was a while Billy Corgan wanted to buy TNA when they were having no, their... No, b- well, he, he bought NWA. That's who owns NWA right now. Oh, so he did buy NWA. Okay. Yeah. Well, wrestling is an integral part of pop culture. It, it, some, most kids grew up watching wrestling. We all did. It's just... You know, like they and they ingrained it in their in their music. It's in their music. It's in their the way they carry themselves. I mean, you see me go take the song Ric Flair Drip. That just sounds gross. <laughs> Rick, um, you had Wiz Khalifa made that song with John Cena. Um, um, uh, Wyclef John got tapped to do the um music for The Rock a while back when they did that CD. I remember that. Yeah, like, celebrities think... and music artists, they've always it WWE and wrestling as a whole has always been a part of pop culture. It's a part of that that same vein as music and TV and film. It's in its own little subcategory though. Hmm. Um Billy Corgan, <laughs> with the original lineup of Smashing Pumpkins and go on TV or go on tour. I will give you my money if you do that. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if they can get along enough for all that. Look, oh, for the right now, they'll act like They broke up. Well, Billy Corgan's a douchebag, and the original members of Smashing Pumpkins were like, hey, you're an asshole, and we don't want to be around you, which sucks. Oh. Because my favorite song from them is Tonight Tonight, and I danced, that was like the first dance, I hate to keep mentioning it, but that was the first song that me and my husband danced to at our wedding as husband and wife. Oh my god, that's so cute! Yeah. I love it. He surprised me on it, because I mentioned to him like, once when we were dating. Oh, this is so funny. So I just had a tweet that popped up. It said, Billy Corgan has revived NWA. Master P um, owns Hog now. Can we? He's like, can we get Stephen King to start up a spooky wrestling company? Because that's what yes! I want to see, honestly. Yes, 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 yes. I am all. Well, you know what? Hang on. There is. Where's the Stephen There is a spooky. There is something. Hang on. Let me check something. Pro wrestling. No, thank you. There's, there's y'all feel. I'll let y'all have it. No, there is. <laughs> Some weird promotions out there. Hang on, I'm going to prowrestlingtees.com. Hang on. Oh, I need to get the new Effie shirt off of there. Oh, I'm so mad at him for. There's so many. There's like a so. There's like quite a few new indie shirts that drop. I really want. Like, I really need to buy that Pillman Junior shirt. I really want that one. 
Oh, so so then I need to get that Effie shirt. And I... also, so speaking of Effie, um, and then we'll probably end this podcast soon. So um, anybody who's going to Mania, Mania is um, first week of April is coming up soon. Sooner than you guys think. So <laughs> um, GWC slash Effie have announced that Effie will be having um, – they haven't really gave, given the details yet, per se, but it's going to be a show slash party, which is going to be super hilarious, and it's called Effie's Big Gay Brunch. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Wow. Yeah, so I'm so excited for that. I think most of my non-WWE events I will be going to. I think, honestly, the only WWE events that I will probably go to is like Mania, and I think I'm gonna try to. I'm I'm gonna go to Mania. I haven't decided. I'm I'm probably I'm not gonna go to SmackDown. I'm trying to decide if I want to go to Raw or not. But I am gonna go to Takeover. You always so have. To, are, I kick myself for not going to the Raw after Mania. When I went, you always have to go to the Raw after Mania. It's yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know. I might need need some more convincing, but go. I'm convincing you right now. Do it because I kicked myself. It was the raw. It was a raw after Ric Flair got retired, and I kicked myself for missing that. I was still mad at okay. myself. All right. So I'm on ProWrestlingTees.com, and I'm under their promotion thing. And there is so many weird ass wrestling promotions, dude. Like the Wrestle Circus was one of them. Wrestle Circus is weird as fuck. I miss Russ. I miss Wrestle 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 Circus. It was so cool. Anarchy Championship Wrestling. That sounds something up my my alley. Uh, let's see here. There's one Chikara Death Proof Fight Club. What's one of them? Freak Show Wrestling. Hey. Full Faith Wrestling. And it's just a picture of a cross with a W on top of it. Wow. Yeah. I think I've heard about those guys. There's like all their storylines has like Bible stuff that goes along with it. Uh, House of Glory, House of Hardcore. Interspecies Wrestling. That's the one I wanted to tell you guys about. That was like really fucking weird. Hang on. And all, all the pictures is just a dead raccoon. Born in 2005, Interspecies Wrestling is a professional wrestling promotion based out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and Danbury, Connecticut, a battleground in which man, monster, man, animal, monsters, the undead, and others compete for interspecies supremacy. Hell. I don't know what to think of that. That sounds like porn to me, but, you know, whatever. All I just keep thinking of is clerks, too, about the whole donkey show thing. Oh, Lucha Vavum. Mm-hmm. They're burlesque and Lucha, Lucha Libre wrestling, so that's cool. And again, everything sounds like porn to me, so. Pizza, take my word for it. Pizza Party Wrestling. What the fuck? And on that note, we're going to end this podcast. There's a wrestling yeah. called Pizza Party Wrestling. <laughs>
Uh, so that's all for us here today at Down for the Count podcast. As always, like and share. This is a DUI uh, thing of love between three crazy female wrestling fans. If you have a topic that we want you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. Hit us up on our social media, Down for the Count. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, even if you just want to send us hate mail and tell us we suck, we thank you for the engagement, and we might read your letter on air. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You guys, hey, if we get me fan mail, I'll read it on the air. Because if you're brave enough, send it under your account and we'll give you a shout out for the week if you're brave enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. I agree. So, so, guys, please let us know what you want to hear us talk about. We are open to any topic. So just hit us up on Instagram and Twitter if you guys want to have a topic for us to talk about, if you have another wrestling promotion you would like us to read about. If you are part of Interspecies Wrestling, please let me know what the hell is going on in your promotion before I get arrested, before I look up your website. (laughs) Stupid. That was weird. All right, so on behalf of Nicole and Tiff, I'm Alexis. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for the support. Continue listening. And as always, look out for Down for the Count because we'll be back soon. Later. Bye. Bye.